Where Does Food, the food history podcast that starts with a nice piece of rustic history and then layers on some fake history for comedic purposes, tops that meaty middle with some sad information about the exploitative nature of different food industries, and then topped with another nice piece of rustic history to create a Where Does Food sandwich. I'm your host, Tim. And with me, as always, is your other host. What's up, you guys? I'm Elle. And today... If you couldn't tell, we're talking sandwiches, baby. What a lead in, Tim. We're talking Sammy's. I'm taking the reins back, and uh, I decided to, to uh, you know, really show off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so let me flex these muscles off. I haven't, in case you all forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in case you forgot. Uh, Elle, how do you feel about sandwiches? I love sandwiches. Granted, I, you know, over the years... My sandwich definition has kind of, you know, expanded a little bit, but I love sandwiches. Oh, do tell. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm terrible and I will just call a lot of things, everything, I'll just call everything sandwiches except burgers, which are just to me like a beef patty (laughs) and then bread. If it's a chicken patty, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's a sandwich, but it's like, (laughs) but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a chicken. That's a sandwich. That's a sandwich. Cow? That's not a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. uh, So here's the thing. I was trying to think of a scale. um, And there's too many sandwiches in the world for me to come up with a scale. What a good problem to have. So we're just going to create a number. Yeah, we're just going to create a number. I'm going to say 789. So on a scale from one loaf of bread to 789 loaves of bread... Uh, what would you give sandwiches? Five fifty blows of bread. Five fifty. Five fifty. Harsh on the sandwiches. I was expecting higher from sandwiches for you, man. I'm I, trying we've, to give, we've enjoyed a pair of sandwiches together. I'm trying to give that room to grow because I know right. I will. I know I will. <laughs> I immediately I was about to be like, all right, seven hundred and fifty. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so five fifty. Mark that down. Five fifty. Five fifty. L. I haven't told you about this, but we're going to do something a little different today. Some more, um, Tim. And it's either it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Sure. And it's going to be the worst episode ever. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I'm going to give you some multiple choice questions throughout the episode in a game show-like fashion to see if you can guess enough correctly. And if you do, you will get one accreditation towards your culinary one. history degree. Wow. I've been texting back and forth with the organization, well, and they said, listen, we're not going to give it to her. And I said, now you listen. Listen. I'm going to give her, I'm going to quiz her, and we're going to work towards that, and we're going to get you there. Perfect. So uh, I hope you brought your thinking cap on. I love standardized tests. So, you know, yeah, we all love standardized tests. Um, Bring it on. Before we dive in, though, I think we should take a little break for our Spancers. Spancers? Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about 
Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward, totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey there. It's your host, Tim, stopping the podcast to tell you about an awesome deal that you can get through Rep Sports. Rep Sports is a supplement company, so they help supplement people's workout lives. They have proteins, pre-workouts, post-workouts, recoveries. They have all types of supplements over there, so go check them out and fill out that stack. I know you're getting low. I can feel it. My stack's getting low. I'm about to do me a shop as well. You can also get mine and L's favorite energy drink, Raise Energy. I'm telling you, one can gets you through the day. Not a problem. Raise Energy is fantastic. No crash at all. So if you go to repsports.com and use the code WDF15, you can get 15% at checkout. Again, WDF15, you get 15% at checkout, and you also get to support this podcast and support your workout routine, man. Go do it. Now enjoy the rest of this podcast that we love doing. Nope. Well then, what about Invisible Sandwich? Hero, imagine eating a sandwich, but everybody just thinks you're crazy. Just stop. So, uh, what's a sandwich anyways? That's my header. That's my header for this next section. I divided it all. Uh, (laughs) Well... The British Sandwich Association defines a sandwich as any form of bread with a filling, generally assembled cold. Um, that definition includes wraps and bagels, but excludes burgers. So it seems See? like maybe you are British, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? British, isn't it? London. Um, we every time we got London. To. We got to be assholes about it. After. <laughs> For me personally. Uh, that association can politely go fuck itself. Um, politely, though. Because, yeah, how how dare they? And how dare you to not include burgers? Disrespectful. <laughs> um, <laughs> the USDA uses the definition at least 35% cooked meat and no more than 50% bread for closed sandwiches and at least 50% cooked meat for open sandwiches. Interesting. Uh, which I think is better. I think that's a better definition. But... Shout out to the veg heads out there um, because those are also still sandwiches. Like veggie sandwiches are very much sandwiches. I don't know what to tell people. You kind of already answered this, but I gave a little open-ended question for our first question of the podcast. And L, if you had to give a succinct definition of a sandwich, what would that definition be? Tim, would it be some sort of protein or veggie smushed in between an enclosure of either bread or a lettuce of some type. And that is your first correct answer, L. There you go. Wow. Um, I want to make it clear that you're going to get it correct no matter what you oh, said. Okay. Uh, All right. Never mind. <laughs> because it was, yeah, yeah, uh, it was a give me. It was a, fr- I'm really, I'm really pulling for you here. I appreciate you should, that. You should understand how much I'm trying to get you this accreditation. Um, <laughs> so... Let's move, let's move, that's, and we've discussed what a sandwich is, now everyone knows what a sandwich is. We're all in agreement that a sandwich is a meat or veggie shoved in between bread or lettuce, apparently. Um, Apparently. And that gets everything, that gets everything. That gets hot dogs, 
um, hamburgers, all of it. So there you go. I, I do want to mention that, that I did say two, so I guess I don't know if that fits hot dogs, but because it's secondly a split bun, but does that mean submarines don't fit because that's secondly a split bun? Wrong. Oh. They, they fit because it's technically you're, technically. Making, you're making it two pieces. I don't want to hear it. Oh. Um, so when was the sandwich made? That's a good question. When was the sandwich made? When was it made? The sandwich, well, the sandwich didn't get its name until the 18th century, but we'll get to that. Before the sandwich was called the sandwich, it is simply believed to be referred to as bread and meat or bread and cheese. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. That's, uh, <laughs> before yeah. we called, literally, before we called things in between bread sandwiches, we were just like, hey, I want the bread and meat, that bread and meat. <laughs> it's not an inaccurate description yeah. of what it is. I love it. Yeah. The earliest recognizable form of a sandwich is possibly the Hillel sandwich, which was consumed during, or not was, but is still consumed during Passover. Okay. Uh, it comes from uh, the Jewish leader with the same name. He was also a rabbi known as Hillel the Elder, uh, who lived in Jerusalem. Uh, and that was during the time of King Herod, around 110 BCE. So this is fucking old, buddy. <laughs> this is cow. way back then. Yeah, so this is one of the first like recognizable sandwiches all the way back then. Um, and he suggested eating bitter herbs inside an unleavened uh, matzah bread. Matzah. We love matzah Oh my gosh, here. yes. Um, and as I said, that sandwich is still consumed today. So very That's cool. really incredible, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. To move uh, a little bit further down the timeline, during the Middle Ages, uh, thick stale bread was known as trenchers. trenchers. And they were used okay. as uh, uh, as plates, essentially. So instead of having plates, they just used these big, thick pieces of stale bread. OG bread um, and put meat, yeah, and they put meats and foods and, and the grease and the juice would all soak into the bread. And if you were hungry enough, you just kind of ate all of that stuff and then ate the bread as well. And it's essentially creating an open face sandwich if you believe those are sandwiches. But I included it because it was interesting. Um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. Bear with interesting me. Interesting <laughs> take there. Okay. And yeah, well, and apparently a thing that was really common with the trenchers is you would get done, if you were full after you got done eating the filling or the topper or whatever you want to call it, you would either give it to someone else in need or you would like give it to your pet or whatever, you know, because it was like the soaked, yeah. you know, meat juice bread. <laughs> delicious. Yeah, I'm sure Which was delicious. interesting. Yeah. Considering your options. The man credited with the namesake is John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich. That's what? right. There's an Earl of Sandwich. That's his title. That's not a TV show? Before we knew, before we called bread and cheese and bread and meat sandwiches, it was just a title of a guy in, like, high society. <laughs> fourth Earl of Sandwich, John Montague. And, L, that leads us to our second question of the episode. Ooh. John Montague would order meat between two pieces of bread so he could keep one hand free to continue doing what? A. Oh. Writing music. B. Painting. C. Gambling. Or D. Squeezing the squatch, if you know what I mean. Wow. The degenerate in me is leaning towards C or D. Okay. Um, is it D? Well, we don't quite know exactly why Montague became the namesake. We do know that in early 1770s, uh, French travel writer Pierre-Jean Grosley published a satirical book called A Tour to London that has a scene that is believed to be describing John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, eating beef between two slices of bread while continuing to 
Gamble. Come on. That's right. It started in the gambling scene. Sandwiches. <sighs> Better luck next time, L. In the gambling scene. Yeah, sandwiches in the gambling scene. Edward Gibbon is uh, credited with being the first person to write the word sandwich down a full decade before that book came out, the satirical one. Uh, but during that time, Gibbon was first Lord of first Lord of Admiralty, so it was possible that the fourth Earl of Sandwich knew him, and they, you know, introduced the sandwich to his high society friends. Wow! They all got together and had fun. Yeah, gambling and gambling. So sandwiches, at least one of the first versions, started as a religious thing. Um, quickly moved into you know poor people worker thing. Of course. <laughs> um, of course. And then gambling. It started out as quick food for workers, gamblers, but it made its way into polite society as a late night meal. Ooh. Um, the theory behind this is that lunch was a bigger meal and you would just take some of the higher end lunch stuff and you would just create sandwiches out of it. So that's sort of how that started happening. And by the 19th century, sandwiches gained a ton of popularity in Spain and England with the rise of the industrial society. So it went right back into the hands of the laborers, essentially. You know, sandwiches are easy meals to make for your, your long day in the factory. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were always cheap meals. We're done with Europe. I'm tired of talking about them. They're done annoying. with Europe. Uh, All right. <laughs> let's talk about sandwiches in the States. Of course. Let's do it. You want to talk about sandwiches in the States, though? Absolutely. It is believed that the first sandwich recipe in the U.S. was in 1837. In Eliza Leslie's book, Miss Leslie's Directions for Cooking. Well, cookery, sorry. Directions for cookery. Cookery, yeah. We're a good history podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was cookery, you know what I mean? It wasn't cooking, it was cookery. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ham sandwich, by the way. A ham sandwich? A ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Um, and it, it asked to be put with, uh, if you had it, a little bit of butter on the bread okay. and a little bit of mustard. Oh. And you took some cold boiled ham and you made a ham sammy, which uh, obviously is pretty popular because that's pretty close to a ham sandwich today. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't necessarily do butter, but like mustard, ham, and cheese is pretty common. So, mustard, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That's not changed either. The first known recipe for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich appeared in 1901. Mm hmm. In the Boston Cooking School magazine of culinary science and domestic economics. L, if you it's had to mouthful. place, that's the longest magazine name known to mankind. <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, I'm going to ask you questions. That's not a part of the actual question. Um, <laughs> if you had to place where you thought peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, were like first mentioned, in your head, where was that? In my head, where was that? Um, yeah, like in your head. You know how like we hear timelines and we and we go like that doesn't make sense. This one to me did not make sense. Nineteen oh one seems absurdly late. Uh, yeah, no, I mean because it's like I guess you're because we were like already preserving jams. I think at that point, now peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I like when I first think about it, I'm like. A child made it, like some family made it at home. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure probably was a thing, but the first time it was mentioned in any, like, known literature was 1901. Uh, yeah, this is where, you know, no matter how much we do this show, uh, I'm still an idiot, and I have no idea when anything happens at any point in time in history until <laughs> I read it on a page. 
<laughs> and then when I read it, I go, no fucking no, way. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No way. No fucking no way. No way. No how. We've been right. reading PBs and J's since 1776. 1776? <laughs> the American Revolution? Since Pl- <laughs> since Plymouth Rock, we were eating peanut butter and jellies. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it was coffee and peanut, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the most American thing about us. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> don't tell Dunkin' Donuts. So, L, in 1928, something very important was invented that would catapult sandwiches to new heights. L, what was that invention? Was it A, mass production of peanut butter, B, sliced bread, C, sandwich bags, D, the phrasing, squeezing the squatch? That that answer comes back to haunt me. Um, can you repeat the question again? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, B or C, though, B or C. In 1928... There was an invention that would catapult sandwiches to new heights. What was that invention? Was it A, mass production of peanut butter? B, sliced bread? C, sandwich bags? D, not an actual answer. Just just to clarify, I think it's C. Just to clarify, you think it's C, sandwich bags? Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know the timeline anymore. Because I'm like, when did sliced bread get invented? Are you going with C, final answer? I guess, yeah. Otto Frederick Rauheader or row header, worked as a jeweler, but at heart was an inventor. And on July 7th, 1928, he created a machine that would make sliced bread. Shut up. That's right. And he did the market research to slice the bread at the right thickness, which is about half an inch thick. And that's like so never changed, has it? And that's never changed, Al. July 7th, 1928, sliced bread was made, and it couldn't have been a bigger deal. That's pretty impressive. He ended up selling his patent to like two different people. Uh, it ended up getting improved upon after that. And voila. The improvement, by the way, was the first rendition of the invention did not uh, bag the bread at the same time. When he sold it, uh, it got improved to then bag the bread, essentially. It would oh, get wow. cut and put into a chute that then would just get a bag slid over it. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure that process is probably still the same. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably just faster. You know what I mean? It's yeah. probably just like a faster process, but you probably don't need like an actual person putting no. the bag on it. It probably just gets shot into a bag. <laughs> that is wild yeah. though. Okay. Pretty wild. I, I say, yeah. That's probably uh, one of the, like the cliche of like, oh, that's the best thing since sliced bread. But I think that, yeah, you want to talk about things that, that, absolutely changed the course of food history overall like the invention of sliced bread the invention of sliced bread really like imagine a world without it <laughs> i can't i what? can't wrap my brain around what it. is it you know like it doesn't even make sense doesn't <laughs> make sense they just it's just, it's always been here since 1776 <laughs> yeah i mean when I the get... world started <laughs> <laughs> literally it's like between that, oh, like the sandwich, man. dinosaurs and the sandwich. Yeah. Like that's just been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs and then America. I don't like that's like it. There's, that's how history works. It's prehistoric and then 1776. Hoorah. Hoorah. <laughs> um, so after that, not only did bread become an even bigger staple in the U.S. diet. And when I say even bigger, I mean, it fucking became massive. It's it. it the staple. Before we obviously ate bread. I mean, we've talked about, yeah, we've talked about the fact that bread is, you know, it's for history. It's It's been an easy, accessible food for poor people, for everyone. Um, 
because it's also delicious enough that everybody wants to eat it. But <laughs> yes. specifically after sliced bread, it's just like, now it's in everything. We're just using it all the time. <laughs> it really helped catapult sandwiches. It turned the whole, the whole thing around. So we're going to talk about some regional sandwiches. Ooh, and we're going to okay. talk about four of the big, the, four of the bigger names. Uh, there are plenty of, there are plenty of, uh, you know, different names uh, in different states, stuff like that. But we're going to talk about kind of the four that I think most people know. Okay. So the four we're going to talk about is Hero, Submarine, Grinder, and Hoagie. Ooh. Have you heard of all those? Some of, yeah. Can you confirm? Some of these sound familiar. I can't, I don't think I've heard of two of them though. Which two? The Grinder and the other one. Say them again. <laughs> Grinder <laughs> and the other one. Yes, a hero sandwich. I'm like it's uh, submarine and hoagie. Submarine hero, and hoagie, yeah. I have heard of, but uh, hero and grinder, I've not. Hero just sounds like you're telling me about an anime. So a submarine or a sub, as I'm going oh, to now refer to it from gosh. that one. Um, yes. <laughs> is at least six inches long and is constructed with meat, cheese, fixings, and dressings, or just veggies and cheese and fixings and dressings. Um, it is commonly served cold and is most ubiquitous. For the long roll style sandwich. Delicious. Um, most, it is most used in the country, like statistically, in terms of talking about long roll sub sandwiches. Okay. Like when you think of Subway, Jersey Mike's. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Firehouse subs. Any of those guys, Blimpy, all those guys, that most people refer to those as submarines. So, or just subs. That's the thing that most things go by. Uh, the family of... Dominic Conti claims that he was the first to use the name claims. submarine. Okay, okay. All the way back in 1927. The family claims that Dominic called his sandwiches submarines because he saw the Holland One display in Westside Park and claimed that the hull looked like the sandwiches he made in his uh, store. And so from then on out, he called them submarine sandwiches. Okay, do you believe that? Again, that's from the family's, that's the family's point. Um, I think history's hard, and I don't want to discredit these fine people. So we're going to go with that. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, okay. It's, you know, like, why not? Why Why okay. wouldn't it be? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> what else? You know, what else? You know, what, if, if not that, what? You know if what I mean? Not the, if not, then now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if not, if, <laughs> if not now, what? If not, then when? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I just like had right. to. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. Submarines, uh, Mr. Conti, family. <laughs> the family claims, yeah, I, just, yes. <laughs> I just love that so much. Uh, um, now, hoagie I'm familiar is a with this one. big Pennsylvanian thing. Big Pennsylvanian thing. Um, of course. Big Philly thing. Sh- uh, well, I wish I could be smart yeah. this. Of course it is. Okay. Appreciate it, you guys. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. A hoagie in the dictionary is quite literally described as a sub. It's just a sub. <laughs> That's all it is. Please don't kill me. I like I <laughs> if we have anyone that lives in Pennsylvania, specifically Philly, the I know you guys all have like an edge you. on you. Don't kill me. <laughs> what Yeah, what? don't kill me. It's I'm confused. Just that that's what it's technically known as. I'm confused. Why? Oh, huh, I'm glad you asked. L for your next question. Oh, gosh. Hokey is an unusual name. <laughs> so <laughs> where did the name come from? Was it A, Italian immigrants working in an area in Philly known as Hog Island were nicknamed Hoggies, and they happened to bring big sandwiches to lunch, so those sandwiches took that name. 
B, an Irish co-worker named Hogan was jealous of his Italian co-workers' sandwiches and asked to buy one from them, and then everyone started calling the sandwiches Hogan's. Was it C, an invention of Augustine Di uh, Costanza and his wife Catherine, uh, and his wife Catherine, who used to serve gamblers big sandwiches late at night from their grocery store, or D, was it Depression era jazz musician and sandwich shop owner Al De Palma, who, who made those big sandwiches for those workers on Hog Island and called them hoggies because of how the workers looked eating said sandwiches. Oh man, I'm gonna go D. You're gonna go D. I'm gonna go D. That sounds like enough of a backstory to make sense. Well, that is right. Whew. Even though technically it's all, even though technically it's all of the above. Uh, <laughs> no way. So everything I just read is uh, a theory of where the name Hoagie comes from. The first one is just mean. The only thing that's even kind of uh, a, a, a like through line is Hog Island, which is an area in Philly that there were workers. The, the Augustine de Costanza uh, and his wife Catherine, though they owned a grocery store and they used to uh, stay open really late for all the gamblers that one also and late night drinkers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and the theory is that it came from there uh, just because that's what they called them. Similar to the 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 Dominique Coty family, where it's just like it's a dude who made sandwiches and they, they just called them hoagies. That's but they're all they're all theories. The funniest one to me is Hogan. I <laughs> the Irish co-worker of the Italian <laughs> I didn't think that one was real at all. Uh, that's the only one that like I'm kind of surprised that historians even kind of line it in with the other three because the other three seem like semi-possible. That one just seems insane to me. But Yeah, no, I thought that was your... <laughs> you thought that was my joke answer. Well, yes. And I, I was laughing because I think it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I think that is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's unreal. He buys a sandwich from a co-worker and they just start calling him Hogan's. Either way, what you may have noticed outside of the, the C option with uh, Augustine and Catherine was that they were all called not Hoagies. They were either Hoggies or Hogan's. Um, <laughs> yes. And I guess the Pennsylvanian European weird dialect oh, that they have going yeah. on just kind of turned them into Hoagies. Hoagies. You know, because they can't say O's apparently. I don't know. <laughs> 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 like... So over time, it just became hoagies. Now I'm glad. Yeah. In the land of New York City, yes. you'll hear the term hero. Okay. And that name is believed to come from the New York Herald Tribune columnist named Clementine Paddleworth. What a great name. name! Incredible. Yeah. Great name. Great Top name. Top tier. Yeah. In 1936, she described a sandwich so large you had to be a hero to eat it. Oh. Yeah. A hero is similar to a sub. But okay. refers to both hot and cold sandwiches. Ooh, okay. So, I like my hot sandwiches. Too, all encompassing so. New York City thing. You know what I mean? It the makes whole sense night. that I haven't heard um, of it. I'm not gonna lie, Loki. Oh, what is you don't fucking you don't you don't like New York? You don't like New York City? No, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! That's all I said. Well, I tell you what. I mean, my buddy Johnny's got a problem with that. You know, Johnny was the guy that uh Johnny Damon. Johnny was the guy in the other story. I can't remember what that <laughs> bit was from. Um. <laughs> <laughs> eggnog it was eggnog <laughs> milk punch uh the term grinders we're moving on to grinders the term grinders hails from new england okay unexpected yeah it's pretty much the same as a hero uh just again regional difference uh, and some claim the name 
Uh, which, by the way, the hero is pretty much just a sub. So everything is just a sub. That's yeah, it. everything is a sub They're with a different name. Names. Sub, yeah, but it's a sub. <laughs> yeah. Some claim the name Grinder uh, is an Italian-American slang for dock workers okay. because the dock workers used to, like, grind shit. I don't know. Not, okay. like, grind in the 21st century way that we Hustling. think about it. Like, wake up and get the grind. You know, not that. Just, yeah. like, physically, like, they would grind things. Uh, <laughs> uh, the connection being that sandwiches were a laborer's food choice. They would bring sandwiches. Yeah, okay. Big sandwiches. It's same shit, right? You know, big sandwiches. They call them grinders. Um, but it's more likely that the name came from the fact that the sandwiches took longer to chew because they're big-ass sandwiches. Gotta keep grinding So at it. Just you know. kidding. Yeah, they've been and and you know and 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 they've been in the fucking lunch sack all day long. Probably will stale when you get to them. Yeah. For your yeah, twenty five minute break on your twelve hour shift. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. So you know, labor. <laughs> Listen, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking early fucking America. All right, people were not. They didn't have labor rights yet. Um. <laughs> what are those? So, yep. That's the four big ones. That's the four big ones. Okay. It would be a little fucking. It would be a little fucking rude of me not to mention the Louisiana sandwich known as the po' boy. The po' boy. Oh my goodness gracious! Yes. L. Do you like po' boys? I do like. Yeah, a little bit. When I was in, uh, I don't know if your lunch school had this, but when I was in school, very rarely, very rarely, we would have a po' boy day. No way. Yeah, yeah. We go in, and. It was this like six inch sub roll that was buttered to hell and back, like oh, okay. uh, well, Got my buttered, attention. but probably it, like Texas. To- you oh, you know the Texas toast you buy yeah. in the frozen section. Yeah. So it was uh, it was that flavor, but on like a like a like a submarine bread. Oof. You know what I mean? Like, like little six inch. Thing. Okay. And it was like you know it was like a, a oven broiled or ba- whatever. It was fucking. The Maillard reaction toasted. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word toasted, so I went with the French word Maillard. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and oh shit, Shout that's out so one. stupid. Okay, I love that. In in the little the shrimp we and it come with shrimp and like coleslaw on it. Um, and the little shrimp, there were these little bitty little fried shrimpy guys, um, and they were so good. <laughs> They're easily one of the best, easily one of the best lunch sandwiches we had. Get that fucking bad boy Choco milk. Oh, out of this world. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. 10 out of 10. That's incredible. 10 out of 10. I never had anything like that at school lunch. Ever. I like, I don't even think the possible, like. No, never. I don't think po' boys were a thing in our, in our vernacular. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I I grew up in Texas and we're right next to, I grew up in the part that's like right next to Louisiana too. Literally like an hour away. Maybe an hour away from Louisiana. So, so. you know good po' boys. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the school lunch one probably isn't uh, that good. But oh, yeah, no. It was yeah, good yeah, yeah. for compared to, like, what else you get. I don't know. I'm not, like, a big, uh, I'm not a big, like, Louisiana food guy. Um, I don't really do Cajun food that much. Gumbo. And okay. if we did, it was mostly, like, gumbo. Okay. Yeah. Boudin, gumbo, shit like boudin. that. Wouldn't really po' boys, but. You know, uh, uh, po' boys, nothing sounds bad about them. You know what I mean? Definitely it, not, it's, yeah. It's fried seafood in between some some bread with some slaw. It sounds great. So I'm sure there there are some really good ones. All that to, to say that um, I'm going to do a, a very, very short, very short history on po' boys. Yes, please. I'm curious. They're believed to have started because of Benny and Clovis Martin. They were two brothers uh, that would... 
feed the, the there was a so I'm all backwards. <laughs> so Penny and Clovis Martin okay. were two brothers uh, that would feed uh, uh, the strikers during the streetcar driver strike in 1929. Nice. And okay. They did so for free. Yeah. Also double they would nice. Just give give these yeah give these people some sandwiches. Apparently, the story goes that they would call the strikers uh, poor boys. <laughs> yeah, because they're poor. Since this is you know Louisiana. Uh, I believe around New Orleans, it got shortened to po' boy or absolutely just the 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 general po- way they speak. Um, po' boy. That's that's how that happened. That's fun. I like that. So okay. That's the history of po' boys. I like I like that origin story. L Tim. The the next big expansion and our conclusion. Once we get past the 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 World War, the second one. Uh, we have a post-war boom, which we've Ooh. talked about before. Yes, okay. Um, and we see a general food expansion happen across the country. Again, we've talked about that. More people got good jobs. More people got educated through college. More people traveled. And this is off the backs of people coming from across seas. Again, post-war. So different foods were just moving around. We were getting things from across the pond. We were you know, making more money. So people got more interested into the culinary arts. And we saw a big, big expansion uh, in the late 60s, 70s, and 80s of food in this country. And of food in general. Like just in general, people were just spending more time really creating interesting things. And this brought different breads to our country, which means that we remixed some of the old sandwich recipes with new breads, i.e., Chicken salad on a croissant. You know what I mean? We Croissants in general (laughs) were brought to the country. And so we just did a bunch of stuff like that and then created new sandwiches uh, in general. Just a bunch of different stuff. Uh, It's probably when we started doing wraps and different things like that. That's fun. Okay. uh, Sort of changed up the whole game. And, of course, we cannot forget the sandwich chain restaurants. Oh, yes. In 1964... The very first Blimpy opened up in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, Hoboken, no joking. If you guys don't know what Blimpy is, Blimpy is literally the Northeast Subway. That's it. OG. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and in 1965, uh, Pete's Super Submarines, a.k.a. Subway, opened <laughs> in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Interesting. And from there, that's it. That is it. Pretty much from mid-60s onwards, the rest is history, as they say. Food exploded. Different sandwiches popped up. These, you know, sandwich shops started really populating. Mm-hmm. And then we got more from there. Jersey Mike's, uh, Firehouse Sub, all these guys. I mean, tons and tons of of different sandwich shops. Uh, Thundercloud Subs, shout out to my boys in Austin. Best cold cuts in the game, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and that's the history of sandwiches. And it's why Americans, on average, eat 200 sandwiches a year. Holy cow. Unless you're me, because I eat a sandwich every goddamn day. Every day. That's every day. Pretty much every day. I do really eat a sandwich almost every day. Uh, but that's <laughs> sandwiches, L. That's that's all I got for you, man. Let's see how you did on man, your what a tally. Um, one correct. One incorrect. And two incorrect. One correct. You got a 50%, L. Um, 
Yeah, I'll take it. Well, they won't. They just texted me and said that. What do you mean? No child left behind. You had four questions and you couldn't get you couldn't get three. So no child left behind. What do you mean? We're good. We're golden. We're good. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you know, L. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't give you the one accreditation. They. If I that's fine. I'm literally about text, to. I'm about actually, to. No. Yeah. That's fine. I'm literally about to just go yelling. a different route. So that's okay. Oh. Oh, you change the career paths. Yeah, no. When okay. I, I mean, I just okay. it's just it's just funny because like I don't see them doing the research. So Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well well, you know, I again we you know, we may visit uh, another That's questionnaire it. in the future unless this completely sucks and no one liked it, then we won't ever do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we're moving on to our, our last few segments. L Tim. What were your favorite parts? My favorite part of sandwiches, genuinely yeah. learning that all of the sandwich types are just all actually sub sandwiches. That was like a fun little like <laughs> twist that I I like should have seen coming. I didn't. Like I was you're like, oh yeah, these different yeah. sandwich types. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of some of these. And it's like, oh no, they're actually all all technically just just subs. It's just a very regional thing. So I just I don't know. I thought that was really cool. And of course, uh I will two part this. I, I mean, we talk about, it, but I do think it is really cool, kind of the boom that did happen and like the innovation that occurred post World War II and how it it just affected all industries. But food, I think, is just really, it's just really cool to see, um, because we're really like, we're not even a hundred years since the invention of sliced bread. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just so those are yeah. yeah that was cool. Just kind of that perspective. Yeah. Um, and getting that. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even. Didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, we're still a few years away from that. So, L, you gave it a 550. Where are we at? Oh yeah, we're bumping that up to like we're bumping that up to like 720, 721. We'll have nice numbers on that. 720. Yeah, yeah. I know. Again, I'm always the one that does. I I always do the scale, even though I'm the host. Uh, and hosts don't typically do the scale. Uh, mine's like I fucking dude. I love sandwiches. <laughs> you have almost every day. You got love to. Yeah. S- sandwiches uh yeah 770 man i love them um big big fan of sandwiches big sandwich uh, guy. now we're moving on to the next segment which is tim's final thoughts all right and that's the end of the podcast um <laughs> yeah i did the same joke but silenced myself um guys that's the end of the podcast this is <laughs> this is where does food that way i don't seem like a misogynist uh <laughs> comments are coming for you that was guys that was where does sandwiches and this is where does food Woo. and i'm where does tim and I'm that's where, where does L. L. and the music the music that you just heard at uh, uh, that kicked on and also at the top pretty sick and during our little transitions to uh ads that you skipped over why'd you call them out like <laughs> that's that? that's all made by where does <laughs> yeah that's made by where does austin martin Woo-hoo. i'm kidding it's just austin martin okay. uh he and i co-collaborated on this one but he deserves a special shout out for turning uh what it was a very basic track into something that was that's genuinely enjoyable to listen to and i with shame listen to that track more than I should <laughs> um, because I helped make it. It seems weird that I like it so much, no. but I do. I think you it's should, really yes, fucking cool. Absolutely. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Let me brag about our fucking, you should, you should brag about your music. <laughs> yeah. Our fucking theme song. You guys, you can, you guys could check him out on Apple music and Spotify uh, under Meridian sky. You can check him out. He does, does, you know, rock music makes it all. It's great. Uh, he does fantastic work. So check him out. Give him some, give him some love. Um, you know what else you can do? You can uh, you can check us out on the social medias. 
Uh, you can check me out on Instagram under uh, Tim underscore and underscore Winston. You can check L out on Twitter at L Chapo with three underscores in between L and Chapo. And you can check out the actual uh, podcast page on Twitter as well. It's going to be at Where Does Food. You can check us out there. You can uh, you know you can interact with us if you want. Uh, I mainly run the the Where Does Food Twitter, so you know technically you're chatting with me. Uh, even though I don't have a personal Twitter anymore. and Still get Tim time. You also can check us out at wheredoesfood.com. You can check us out at wheredoesfood.com. We have a website. You can listen to the podcast episodes there. And there's a little blurb about us. It's fun. It's a good time. It's cute. Uh, <laughs> also, home base is uh, anchor.fm forward slash wheredoesfood. Uh, that is home base RSS feed. Uh, you can also... Uh, throw some change our way if that's how you want to support us. We do have a supporter button. You know, just give us some 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 cashish monthly. <laughs> you know, it's just for shits. And, it's just for shits and giggles, uh, just to be supportive. It, you know, we do have a couple. Uh, we you know we're always trying to expand and do some stuff, but we work full time, so it, there's no guarantee that we're going to get to bonus stuff. But when we do, we'll let you guys know. So if you support us with with cash, just know it's just for the love of love of the game. Love the game. If you want to give us some free support, uh, free support's real fucking easy. You can leave uh, a comment and uh, uh, rate us on on the websites that allow you to do that. It always helps. Algorithm wise. Another way you can do free support is trapping your relatives, friends, and family in cars. Relatives and families are redundant. Same fucking thing. Uh, you can trap them in your car, put on every episode starting with episode one of Where Does Food. We have like 50 fucking episodes now, and you just let wow. that bad boy rip. And season season three is a long one. <laughs> season three has got every episode fest. season three is an hour long. So it's like a 10-hour listen straight. So you have fun with that. Just, yeah, force people to listen to that shit. And, and you know, maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't. But they, you won't know until you make them listen to it. Because yes. here's the thing, guys. You can spread the word. You can spread the word, but you know what those people are doing when you tell them that you're interested in a podcast? You know what they're doing? What they they're going, yeah, sounds good, man. And they never fucking go and listen to it. They never go. Ever. Ever. You know how many podcasts? I'm a podcast fiend. You know how many podcasts I recommend to people? You know how many, they listen, you know how many times they listen to them? Never. You know time? So... <laughs> Trap them in the car. I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff yeah, I have to I say. I think the the thread yeah. at the end is always good. Yeah. Yeah, the thread at the end is always good. You guys uh, remember to brush your teeth, wash your buttholes, and put on deodorant. Yeah. See ya. <laughs>